25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome into this another fresh edition of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And I don't know if how I started this episode made sense. I don't know if that was grammatically correct. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not sure that it was, but I think it's fine. You know, I just think when we've done it 87 times, which is still mind-boggling to me, I no longer, like, I don't know about you, but before we started doing this, I, like, used to get, like, even the smallest bit of anxious before we would start recording an episode. Because I was like, hopefully this goes well, this side or the other. And now I'm just like, Bitch, you ready to start? Because let's just go. Because, like, let's just talk about hockey. Like, that's it's become such second nature at this point. Well, if you remember when we first started, I used to say what the episode was and what the game number was. You do. And I used to get so much anxiety about messing up what those numbers were. Can you believe that we were manic enough to record a recap after every game? Yeah, I can believe that the two of us were manic enough to record Fair an episode point. after every single game. Fair point. Um, <clears throat> but at some point, um, I think right around when we joined the network, we were like, nah. Mental health. <laughs> Mental health and like expectations of like what's really important in our content and knowing exactly what episode number or what game number it was, especially when the games, I mean, we had a 56 game season last year. We weren't even sure what, how many games we would be playing. We're still not even sure because Lord knows if they're going to be able to reschedule all these postponed games, but. It's going to um, be close. I like won't be surprised if they can't. I mean, it's going to be hard. I It's going to be hard for teams like the Islanders because the Islanders haven't played in like. A while. I've got to look it up. I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was like, which teams have been most affected by the outbreak in terms of, like, number of games and which teams have been least impacted? And I'm just, like, curious. I have not seen those numbers, but I am sure. Like you said, like, there are some teams that just, like, I look at the schedule and I'm like, February is, in fact, the shortest month on the calendar. Like, there's no way. (laughs) There's no way that this is going to go well. Well, it is. And, like, you have to make, like we've said, there's been, we talked about it in in jest um, a few weeks ago, but, like, these arenas, like, scheduled things um, when they thought hockey wasn't going to be happening. So there's some situations there. We are on the luckier end of things where there was only a couple of things scheduled to be held um, at Nationwide Arena um, in February, one of them being me taking my niece to Disney on Ice. So we're making sure that still happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, of course, we have the necessary break for the All-Star weekend situation that they are still apparently having. But... You know, we'll see. So, yeah, it's just, but I mean, the Islanders have not played in a long time. Yeah, I got this killing. Well, I know, like with the AHL, especially, like there were teams that just like haven't played in like weeks and or almost a month. Um, well, yeah, the Monsters just played their first time since I think the sixteenth of December. Yeah, and they lost. They lost their first game back in in overtime against the Admirals, which the Admirals aren't that great. But then they beat the Grand Rapids Griffins. So, hey, everyone has to shake the dust off a little bit. That's what I've been told. I don't listen. We're supposed to be playing a hockey game tonight. This is uh, Monday that we're recording, but we're supposed to be playing Montreal, which would have been probably nice for us, considering the fact that Montreal is bad, but um, we are not doing that because that game got postponed as well. So that's another one. That one was so weird when it happened. I just remember being like, we postponed a game in a week and a half or two weeks. Like, it was, like, so far back. Yeah. But it was because the NHL did the whole Canadian teams not hosting games because of the uh, restrictions, the COVID restrictions. So I get it. But nevertheless, it was strange. Yes, very much so. Everything's strange. The whole world is 
in a strange circumstance currently. Yeah, the last game that the Islanders played was on the 1st, Saturday, January 1st, against Edmonton. But then before that, I mean, they played Buffalo and Edmonton on the – oh, I guess I was literally in the NHL. Did they break? Never mind. <laughs> I was like, thought I was like finding something. I was like, they didn't play from the 23rd to the 23rd or to the 30th. What's going on? Um, but I guess Ooh, the Detroit the other game 31 been, teams didn't either. No, because the game on the 29th would have been played. Oh, that's true. But they postponed against Detroit. So, yeah, they've got some some games to make up. Um, they also have a random one in the future that's postponed, too. Or maybe it's that one against Calgary that's postponed that I thought was weird. It's just going to get crazy. What What's wild to me is that we're, like, less than a month away from those games starting to take place. And the NHL hasn't, hasn't really figured it out yet. Mm-hmm any schedules or anything like that. Like, I just think that this is like going to absolutely fall apart. Right. Like, and maybe I'm being dramatic, but like, it just feels like this is not going to go well. Well, it's just, you know, there's, there's just going to have to be some weird decisions that are made and, you know, but we, we are unfortunately not in that um, realm of decision-making, but yeah, Gary Bettman blocked my number. <laughs> But, I mean, they're going to have to start announcing some things soon. I mean, they have, like, when they announced the postponement of our game against the Islanders next week, um, they, I think it was, I want to Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot that that game got postponed. Well, it just happened. Um, Yeah, like, earlier in the week, last week, whatever. I want to say it's New Jersey and Edmonton. I think because I was like, we just played Jersey. Um, <clears throat> oh, it's New Jersey, and I think it might be Tampa. Their game got com- postponed. Good. Because I was like, we just played both of those teams. Um, Good. Yeah, I don't know. There's been so nine days, or nope, six days ago, there was an article published that said that there had been. 92 postponements at that time across the entire NHL. That's so many games. I know, but it's just like, how many of those? Because it does feel like this disproportionately affected more teams than others. Well, yeah, absolutely. Twitter is failing me. Twitter is failing me hard right now. I mean, honestly, I think we're one of the luckier teams. We've only had a small handful of games postponed. I think we've had like seven though. Yeah, but other teams have had like fourteen. Yeah, I know, but that—that's what I'm saying. Like, there has to be like a group of teams that only has had like the only games they've had postponed was like when the NHL postponed. Like, that's like what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Like, there has to be teams like that. If we have seven and we're nowhere near like the lowest, I feel like the, the West Coast teams. The West Coast teams always seem to like avoid certain situations. That's true. I guess they're California teams. But, like, if you think about it, this whole thing started on the West Coast, like, with Vancouver and just the Canadian West Coast. Yeah. Well, that's it's been rampant in Canada, so. Dumb. Then here we are in the U.S., just a a million cases in a day, and we're like. Just still rampant. Just still rampant, but. Yeah. Can you imagine Canada, being Canada some, takes it so much more seriously than we do? I was gonna say, could you imagine being somebody who is in isolation because of COVID? I can't imagine that. No, me either. It's crazy. I hate it here. Anyway, um, the Blue Jackets. Speaking of the hockey team that we love with all of our hearts, we played did. a hockey game um, on Saturday. And they won. And they won it. They did win it. They won against the uh, New Jersey Devils. They won four to three. They did, in fact, avenge themselves. Neil, buddy, I think this means that the Jackets have the season lead so far in the series now because we beat them at home earlier in the season in, in these two games. So I think we've got we're up yeah, two one. I won. guess I guess they have won one and one because I think the one game is in overtime that we won. Um, yes. So I think we've got the lead, Neil. I don't know. Like maybe maybe by the end of the season we should come up with something that like if if the Jackets have more wins and like Devil's State of Mind has to do something and if if they have more wins and we have to do something. I don't know. I'm into it. Maybe maybe we'll find a charity in the area and we'll donate like 50 bucks. 
Yes, but shout out to Neil, um, host of Devil State of Mind podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. The our Hockey buddy, Podcast Network. Our buddy. Um, so, no, but it was so nice. It was so nice to win a game. Um, it was a big night. We talked about it at the end of the last episode, but um, Saturday's game was first responders night. Always a big evening at Nationwide Arena especially these last couple of years, getting to honor all of those who are putting their lives even more at risk to serve and protect us every day. Um, And especially those in the hospitals, because from wherever you're listening at, Ohio hospitals, much like hospitals in every other state in the U.S. right now, are getting slammed um, with COVID cases. So um, it's nice to take that moment. It's not enough not enough in that way to say thank you um but um nice to be able to have that opportunity so it was first responders night and then it was the dedication of Yakov Warchek's 1000th game in the NHL um I cried watching the video at home um it just Cool. It's just such a cool thing. A thousand games is so is such a huge accomplishment. It cracks me up that like never would I have ever guessed back in July when the Jackets traded Cam Atkinson for Jakub Voracek. Never would I have guessed that like you would be emotional over something Jakub Voracek related that wasn't the fact that he was like traded for Cam Atkinson. Like that's what kills me. Yes, I will say that you're correct. Back in July, after I stopped crying, you did tell me that I was not allowed to blame him for Cam not being a blue jacket anymore. And I don't say I would ever blamed him. I did resist early on um, the idea of enjoying his presence um, because I was like, you took, you replaced the one thing that I loved. Um but it did not take long for me to understand that this was a very good decision for our team that Jake brings so much to the team, um, especially during a year that is very difficult and will continue to be very difficult for our team in many different ways. Um, he and Cam are in very different places in their careers, and I am grateful that Cam has been given the opportunity to play a different type of game um, for some of the prime years that he has left in his career. Not that Jake isn't also in those years, but it's at a different point. Um, so, yes. And it's funny that we talk about this on the day that I posted my cam cameo from last year that you bought me. Um, I didn't realize it was that much later after Christmas. I like guess I didn't realize that. Well, you had it. You just yeah, didn't give it to me until um, later because we didn't celebrate Christmas together mm-hmm. until January. So. It's wild. It's been but, a while. It's only been a year, though. Like, that's what's wild to me. It's like, how is that only a year ago? And, yeah, the season hadn't even started yet. It was just wild. I PLD was still a Blue Jacket. Woof. We've got to be coming up close to that. It was toward the end of January, I feel like. January, like, Yeah, the season, the season started January 14th. Yeah, hold on. I got to look that up. What day is that? Maybe we can have a fun special Thursday. episode. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant, you were like, it was a Thursday. No, I'm not like, what day do we trade PLD? Um, oh, no, it wasn't that. The first that day was the Saturday morning. No, it was the Saturday morning that we traded him because I remember just being like, what? Because um, it is, because all of this is also, all of this is also leading up to a, a big situation for you and I. God, what, what? Oh, the year of us starting a podcast. Yeah. Aren't you so glad? What? Aren't you so glad I had that shower thought? I am so glad that you had that shower thought. But we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, so yes, back to Jake's ceremony. 
No, it was really great. It was really, um, you know, Jake started his career as a blue jacket, like, um, then spent 10 years or 10 seasons in Philadelphia and is now back as a blue jacket. And to, you know, reach that milestone here with us, like, is just, you know, again, it speaks to the nature of like, as the blue jackets get older, we'll, we will have more of these players who either previously played with us or, you know, that we are part of their career and we're part of them reaching these, these bigger milestones. And like, he's just so funny. Like he's just, you know, a ginger haired gentle giant and his girlfriend and his, and their two kids and his parents were able to come over from the Czech Republic. Like, you know, that was just, it was very sweet. And you get a lot of things for a thousand games. I did not realize that there were so many gifts involved. I know it had me wanting to play a thousand games in the NHL. Go a uh, silver stick, um, a Rolex watch, some wine. Um, yes, like piece. all this sort of pop, a, a portrait painted of you. Yeah, like you know, it just it was a lot. But um, I thought it was really great. I thought it was hilarious that he left everything else with his like girlfriend and Yarmo and John Davidson, but kept the watch in his hands and <laughs> skated with it back over to the bench and gave it to one of the assistant coaches and was like, can you put this in my locker? <laughs> like, Correct. Why not just leave the very expensive watch with your partner? He, and he, he was wearing that thing out of there if it killed him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. And again, it's been so great to see the guys all also celebrating him. Elvis posted the most adorably hilarious photo of the two of them today um, on Instagram. And Jake just looks perplexed by the fact that he himself has played a thousand games holding his, his silver stick. Um, but yeah, so lots of pomp and circumstance. There were rally towels. Whenever we're not at games, we always miss the free things. I made Kelly go steal the ones off our seat. Oh, Good. Somebody did steal one of them already, though. Somebody did take one of the ones off of our seats, so there is only one rally tail. We'll oh, but Kyle, Kyle said he would give the other one because he was like, I'm going to throw it away. So we have two. Oh, so get excited. Thanks, Kyle. This is a Kyle Stan podcast. Appreciate you, bud. Um, this is where you make him listen to this part of the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, lots of pomp and circumstance. It was a quote unquote sold out crowd at Nationwide Arena. I guess you're counting our two empty seats as sold because technically yeah, we did pay for them. <laughs> there wasn't anyone sitting in them, but they were paid for. Um, so yeah, lots of pop and circumstance and just a team that was ready to stop looking foolish. Yeah. And that's yeah, what I mean, they it did. Good. It was good. I mean, like, and it felt like as you're watching it, like, it felt like we were going to find a way to to lose that game. Like, I think that's probably just part of the, um, you know, trauma of being a Blue Jackets fan this year when, when the team is playing with a lead, right? It's like, at any point in time, we could squander this. And uh, we did, honestly. We did squander it. We were up to nothing. Aubrey Brooksman gets his 10th goal of the year. Boone Jenner, Boone Jenner kind of gets his 13th goal of the year. It was really more so... Jack Jack Hughes. Yeah, more so Jack Hughes scoring his first ever goal as a Blue Jacket. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, you know. And again, buddy, if you want to come over, we'll take come, you. Yeah, 100%. But what was cool, too, is like that first goal, of course. Who else but um, who else but Oliver Bjorkstrand scores? And, of course, it's off of a really great assist from Jakob Voracek. And so it's, like, the most Jakob Voracek play where it's, like, just, like, a beautiful pass finds Oliver Brooksman in the slot. Oliver's like, I'll score now. And he does. And so that's a, a great way to get kicked off, you know, your um, the celebration for um, for Jake. And so that was cool. And, uh, yeah, and then, and then things kind of hit the fan and went south. Of course, the Jackets and – true blue jackets fashion give up a goal with 20 seconds left in the first period and of course uh go into the intermission tie 2-2 but again the second period comes around Igor Tinikov you remember him 
he scores a goal. He scores a goal, his second of the year, which is just like you feel bad saying that that's only his second goal of the year because he's had like two, I think, maybe even three that have been called back. I think he's had three called back. And it's like, oh my God, like it just doesn't make sense. Like the math doesn't math. Like to me that he's only scored two goals, but Eric Robinson and Sean Crowley get in on that. Um, And then of course, again, the devil's score. uh, And, you know, uh, Jesper Boquist, Adam Oakley's brother gets an assist on that one. So that's fun. Yes. Um, that's fun. To the Oakley's brothers were causing Jeff and Jody quite a bit of confusion during the broadcast. It'd be like that sometimes. It would also confuse me, but they're obviously talking about like how cool it is, right? The like brothers that are playing in the NHL. And and yeah, I mean, there are a lot right now, if you think about it. And it just like blows my mind. Like it takes a lot of talent, skill, and luck. Luck, I mean, like to some extent, luck to uh, make the nhl and and when you have like pockets of like brothers and things like that that make the nhl like that always to me is so fascinating because it's like there's a one in x million chance of being an nhler and like two people growing up in the same household three in the hughes household like do you know what i mean like nick felino's father him and his brother and then you think about the third brother who's like not in, in the nhl it's like what the hell does he do like what's it like i'm sure he does great things that's that sounded harsh but it's like poor guy <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because we have we have two halves of a set of brothers on our team alone with Adam Boquist and with Eric Robinson. Right. Um, And then we've got a set of brothers that we'll face tomorrow. Actually, I don't think Caleb Jones is. I think he's on IR right now. Yeah, he was hurt, but I don't know if he's playing yet. I think he broke his wrist. Yeah, he did that before the season started. I think, or like in like training camp or maybe, maybe like right at the start of the season. Like he's been out for a while. Um, but that's a total side subject that we'll get to in a second. But, um, so yes, in, in very, in very blue jackets fashion, we continue to, uh, let up a lead again and, and the second period of Saturday's game tied three, three. And, you know, at this point, anything, Anything could happen. Yeah, you could have told me that game ended 8-3 with the Blue Jackets loss or <laughs> it ended the way that it did, which was a 4-3 win, and I would have believed you. Like, I just – like, there was no, like – I don't – there's not really a lot of, like, disbelief that occurs with me anymore with this team. God love them, but, like, it just doesn't really. I mean, we've, we've kind of seen the gamut of, of things happen. So, right. you know, it was – incredible to have Oliver five minutes into the third period score um, his second goal of the evening. We were then on um, Oliver hat trick watch, which he did have um, quite a few opportunities, but we also almost went into overtime trying to give him that opportunity. Yeah. I am all for trying to give somebody an empty net goal if you can, but it felt like there were a couple of times where the jackets made a few passes, like when they could have tried to score on an empty net that like were dangerous. And that led to turnovers that went back into the jacket zone that, I mean, it was just like, I was with bated breath. I was like, if this is how, like, I'm just going to get so pissed. Cause like, I get it. You want to get your guy, but but to me, it's like kind of like what was like what Elvis says with like the goalie goal situation, where it's like if we're up by two, if we're this, if we're that, like I'm like you have to like there have to be things in place that like make things feel pretty safe for you to like risk. Losing well, you got to remember too that Elvis has this theory now because he lost us a game trying to get a goal. Um, yeah, that was all bad. But he learned from his mistakes, and now when he does eventually get his goalie goal, he'll know that he did it the right way. That he will, and that's all that matters. But... But yeah, we won. won. We won, and we haven't done this in a while because it has been just kind of an abysmal few games recently, but we haven't talked about our three stars. I promise I don't know who went last or first last time. Like I have no idea. Oh, I like hero clue. You want to rock, paper, scissors for it? Sure. All right, ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I just feel like 
I'm posting the footage. I feel like you held off. I feel like you held off and you... Want to go again? You want to do best two out of three? No, that's okay. You can go first. Um. Okay. So, man, we really haven't done this in a while. Um. Why do you think hmm. I like that first? <laughs> okay. So, I think I'm going to do... I'm going to do third star tie. Third star tie. Um, Shocking. With Yakov Orchek and out of the box, Sean Corrali. So, Yakov Orchek. It's not that out of the box for you. You would, you are in love with Sean Corrali and you're. I love him. But Yakov Orchek, for all the obvious reasons, I already like rained down compliments sure, sure. on him earlier told him admitted publicly that i was happy that he was here that cam wasn't um <laughs> wait you're happy that cam isn't here you didn't say all that but okay, no, it's not, no i'm happy that he's getting an opportunity in his career i wish you he was said, having that same opportunity as a blue jacket no your quote was happy he's here and that cam isn't <laughs> that's what you just said that is not what i meant <laughs> Ruh-roh. Jerk. Anyway, I would kill to have Cam have the same opportunity as a blue jacket, but we can't give him that opportunity. Sure, sure. Stop it. Go ahead. You liked my tweet today. <laughs> I still love him. Anyway, already rained down compliments on Jake. But Sean Corrali, I just, I cannot wait to see how much more he flourishes. I am just so impressed with him, impressed with the way he conducts himself, the way he is on the ice, the way that he, if he has a bad period or a bad game, you can tell that he has, he's coming back out the next time on the ice and he's trying to do better. And that is the kind of determination and perseverance that we need on this team because we're we're gonna have bad days. We already know that. Um, and I've just been really, really impressed with him on and off the ice. So that's why he shares the third star with Jake. Um, second star, Oliver. I just really, I really, I'm so proud. I just really cannot wait for him to fully get into this rhythm and just really take off. Like Oliver is the most underrated player of the entire NHL. Fight me. But he like, he is, he's so talented and no one gives him the time of day. And I just know when we can start offering him the consistency that he needs, it's just going to be incredible and it's just going to be so fun to watch. And it is so fun to watch his smile after that second goal. Like you could just tell he was like, I'm here for this. Like, this is the kind of hockey that I want to be playing. And, you know, I said it in our tweet after the game, but like, this was such an important win for the entire team, for the fans, for the coaches, like to get that feeling back and to have played a solid 60 minutes of hockey. Um, and so I was just really pumped for Oliver. And then, you know, I'm giving my number one to Jonas Corposalo. That man has had a season and we are only 33 games in. Yeah. He has had illness after illness, after injury, after weird competition with Elvis after constant criticism, fan ridiculousness, like Corpy has just been through it in two and a half months. And he was so good on Saturday. Yeah, he was. And it was total bullshit that his one save did not make the top 10 saves of the night. Total. Oh, did it not? No. Yeah, that's tough. And I just think for the time that we have him, because we're not going to have him for forever, we may not even have him for the rest of the season. 
Yeah. Um, we need to appreciate what he can do when he's given the opportunity and all that he has overcome. And he just played his ass off. Those yeah. saves towards the end of the game on Saturday, incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, Corby's my number one star. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, I think kind of just like to to keep the Corby conversation going because he's my three um, is, yeah, I mean, he's like, actually just as a whole like blue jackets goal setting of late like has been not great not great and i think like for him right like right now his season stats are he has a 386 goals allowed 3.86 and he has a save percentage of 886 i mean it's it's really bad (laughs) it's like really not good like just like calling it what it is mine would be worse promise but i think I think the thing about that is like you really want him probably to start having some of these games where he just like kind of shows you that like the numbers from earlier in the season where he's not in a rhythm where he's not playing back to back games like those are kind of conflating the numbers and when you have a player who can play consistently and all that kind of stuff like he's good. And I think the Jackets need him to do that for the sake of if they want to get any trade value out of him at the deadline like you need to do that because you look at a team like Edmonton in the West, it's struggling, like hardcore. You got a coach blaming um, blaming a goaltender for losses and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Edmonton's in, in the hunt for a goalie, like all that kind of stuff. Like there's just like there are teams that are going to – like Corpy is valuable to teams. So it's a matter of whether or not he can show that he has that value here on the backstretch. Also, by the time you all listen to this podcast, there might be some drama with Edmonton because they have a press conference in the morning. Um so that'll be fun. I'm excited to see what happens. They might be signing Evander Kane. They might be talking about COVID stuff. Who knows? We're going to find out together. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and, and Elvis, like, has a 320 or 3.2 goals against average and a 9 out of 7 save percentage, like, also not great. Like, and so all is to say that hopefully the Jackets can figure it out in that. But, yeah, I mean, Corpy was just excellent on Saturday. And so, um, you know, my personal high praise to him because without him, we lose that game for sure. Uh, you know, he had some really incredible saves. And I think for me, um, my two is going to go to Jakub Voracek. I think, again, just to, of course, have the game that he had, but then also just the implications of it. And I think, like, Jakub Voracek might be the coolest player to watch play as a Blue Jacket for me just because – I do remember when he was drafted when I was a kid, right? Like I remember him playing, you know, in his first NHL game. I remember all of that happening. And I remember being just so devastated that he was gone and and for him to come back and like be excited about it and to almost, it almost feels like in some ways, I mean, he's got 25 points in 33 games on pace to have a 60 plus point season. Like in some ways it just feels like he is trying to take advantage of lost time in Columbus and I think that's really fun to watch. I, I just am really enjoying that. And so he's my two, uh, you know, and I think I think my one is going to have to be Ollie. Like, it's going to have to be Oliver. I just, to, to your same point, we've talked about it on the show before, like, we're not the only people that think that he's one of the most, if not the most underrated player in the NHL. And, you know, to come out, score two goals, kind of still, like, trying to get back in his rhythm after missing two games in COVID protocol, you know, I think that's really a positive thing for him to get going. And it's good for, I mean, like, let's be honest, right? Like, um, you know, our our power play has been abysmal recently. And to start the game with a power play goal um, was huge. Like, I think we really needed to do that. And uh, for us to be able to do so, uh, you know, I think it gets you going, it adds some momentum, it gets you fired up, and I think the Blue Jackets took advantage of that for the rest of the first period and obviously sputtered a little bit and then came back and then sputtered again. But, but yeah, those are my three stars, and none of them – the three stars are great, right? But you know what the three stars can't do? Win us some money. They can't win us money, girl. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. But you know how I can win some money? I can win some money on DraftKings. And, folks, we're talking about the NFL playoffs this week. And if you know anything about me, you know it's Hootang Nation up in here. You know it's a Bengals Nation, the stripes. It's it's 
orange, it's black, it's it's nothing but who they think gonna beat them Bengals? Nobody. And uh, who do they think they're going to win some money? You do. Because the NFL playoffs are here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, it feels like they just played 50 like last year. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you'll still have a chance to play for something on this wild card weekend because everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You're going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Go Bengals. I need them to win. I've never seen a Bengals playoff. They haven't won a game in the playoffs in 31 years. 31 years. Long time. Thank you. Thank you, it is. We weren't even alive then. No, we weren't. We weren't (laughs) even alive. (laughs) And so... Um, so yeah, I'll be, I'll be watching that. Actually, I think I'm going to drive to the Detroit area and watch that with my dad. So that'll be fun. He said he's going to make chili. So I'm really excited about chili and watching the Bengals beat the Raiders. Oh, that'll be nice. It will be a good time. It will be. I, I feel like I need to make jalapeno cornbread with that. I don't know your thoughts. I do enjoy jalapeno cornbread. So. Correct. Correct. And we're talking about being a chef. Well, one former Blue Jacket was always known for his work in the kitchen, and that was Seth Jones. And Seth Jones is coming back to Nationwide Arena for the first time as not a Blue Jacket um, with the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, folks, I will say that the Blackhawks did cancel their practice on Monday, and so we'll see. But it was there was a secondary tweet that said it was not related to COVID. I don't believe it until I see it. Like, I just don't. I, I also don't probably... believe it. I think all practice cancellations have to do with COVID. So, like, it is what it is. But, yes, Seth Jones is returning to Nationwide Arena for the first time since being traded over the summer um, to the Chicago Blackhawks. We are doing quite well with our acquisitions from that trade, um, Mr. Adam Boquist, Jake Bean, Cole Sillinger, and an additional first round pick. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you said, like not mad about this. And of course it's a game you want to win if you're the, or it's weird, right? Like, do you want to win this game with the blue jackets because you want the Blackhawks to be like further down in the standings? Or do you want to win this game for yourself? So that way, like, I don't know. It's just hard. It's like, what do you want? So, yeah, it'll just be the Blackhawks are going to win the fucking draft lottery. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it so hard, and I will sob. I'll be so pissed. The Blackhawks are going to what? Win the draft lottery, and I'm going to be so pissed. I want absolutely no joy for the Blackhawks organization um, ever. So, I will also cry and be very furious if that is the case. Um, but I also like don't want them to win in our house tomorrow. Oh, I don't so. want them to win either. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just like I very much just feel that in my bones. We're all out here talking about how much of a misplay it was by the Blackhawks to trade that pick for next year because they thought they'd be in the playoffs. And now it's like they probably won't be. So everybody is like, oh my God, we're going to get two first round picks that are pretty high because the Blackhawks suck. And the Blackhawks are going to win the lottery. Like, I can feel it. Like, I just. <laughs> I don't think that the, I think part of their punishment should be that they're not allowed to win the lottery. I um, wish. I, I hear you. I agree with you. You're talking about a 
NHL and a league that doesn't know what the word justice means. So I don't well, I completely understand that because none of how this has been handled has been anything even close to justice. Um, if anything, the NHL is going to be like, we know that you really want to make right the image of your team. So we're actually going to give you the first round or first overall pick. So that way you can begin to rebrand your team and, and you can feel better about yourselves. Like that's more like, I would believe that from the NHL before I believed that they did it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. I, I want absolutely no joy. The only thing that I, like about the Blackhawks. I don't even think he's playing up with them though. So like I think he's playing in their AHL team. Yeah, Curtis so, Yeah. Yeah, I think he is but, too. Yeah, I mean it's tough, right? Like I think um it's gonna be fascinating that game. I think of course so some interesting tidbits. Elvis Merzlikin skated um you know with with the goalies the other day i don't know if that was today or yesterday i like read something one day and it's just like gone the next but it was today it was today they had sunday off so it was today so good news if you're a blue jackets fan doesn't necessarily mean he draws in uh today as you're listening to this podcast against the blackhawks but he's he's on the mend like he's close and that's good i think i just think that eventually like you hope he gets back in soon because I think you want him to be able to start to like regain some of his confidence because it's been a little shaky recently and kind of go from there. Um, I mean, I want, I basically, I want him to avenge that loss to Carolina, like as quickly as humanly possible, because that's like, no boy, no, but we'll see. Uh, and of course, Good news. Gavin Bayruth are off of COVID protocol finally. That's exciting. We love to Seattle's finest. We love to see it. We love to hear it. And Alexander Texier is still on COVID protocol, so that's sad. Um, so he'll probably be out, you you would expect. Um, of course. Um, another player that you can expect for the Blue Jackets to not suit up on Tuesday, today's game, is uh Gregory Hoffman, who um is suspended indefinitely by the team after um, returning home to Switzerland to be with his wife for the birth of their child. Um, they welcomed a healthy baby girl into the world, and uh, Gregory making the choice to, to stay home, stay in Switzerland, um, not come back to the NHL, which is absolutely his, his choice is right. Um, I think you and I both liked what we saw out of him this season, so it's a little bit of a bummer, but at the same time, you got to do what you got to do. And right now there's not really anything sure in the world. And so um, the the desire to stay home and to, uh, you know, play over in Switzerland, which is like something he's done for the last 10 years, right? It's not um, 10, 11 years. It's not new to him, you know, could still be good. It'll be good for him. Um, I'm happy he got the chance to, to taste the NHL, scored a couple goals. He had two goals, five assists in his time with the Blue Jackets. Um so yeah, bummer for us, but you know, obviously, like he's he's with a happy family, he's starting a happy family, and uh, you can't really wish much else for the guy other than you know the best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were definitely impressed with um, what he added to our team, and you know, we in in some ways makes a lot of decisions easier too for us with our forward problem alleviating one person um but you know it's a it's a bummer but like you said like nothing in this world is certain right now especially when you have a brand new child where travel and you know establishing a home base like is just so difficult and you know he was only here with us for a one-year contract who knows if we would have been offering him anything else and that may have been in in the conversation too which may have you know helped in his decision we don't know that that's just speculation but you know family if anything over the last almost two full years now of of being within this pandemic is that protecting your family being with your family that has to come you know in healthy circumstances has to come above all else and hockey you know, is only as big as it can be, but to be there with your child and your wife and um, all those sorts of things, there's nothing but respect for that decision. So 
nothing but the best to Gregory Hoffman um, in the rest of his career and with his family. And um, yeah, but it was, it was unexpected news to receive yeah. today late in the day. You're like um, Hoffman. <laughs> I was like, God, what happened? I thought like, I was like, do we trade him? Like what's going on? But yeah, no, I am very much was not expecting that either. And so, well, because they didn't even really talk. I mean, it was like mentioned briefly that he was going on, like he had been given permission by the team to go attend to a family matter, the birth of his first child um, back in December. But that was right when we were dealing with how long is the pause going to be? When are we going to be paused? Like so many other things were happening. I kind of missed it, to be honest with you. Like I kind of like when it first happened, I was like over my head. Like I just like yeah. missed it. So, but, but yeah, so, you know, best of luck to him and, um, and all of his family stuff. And hopefully, I mean, he's not very old, so he's only 28. So hopefully he still has, um, quite a few more years on his career. Um, but yeah, just very sudden. And again, like, this is not a situation to like, be weird about because obviously people some people had some very strong reactions for some reason um but he's just going to be with his family everything's cool no worries okay. Be okay and and yeah i mean also um just based on like the way we're releasing podcasts this week our next episode will be on friday uh we've got another game that'll happen between now and friday and that's against carolina where the jackets will go to carolina for the first time this season in hopes of avenging um what have been two pretty stinky games against carolina to this point um i guess i would say like four not great periods of hockey out of six and uh, they'll do so uh, on their first ever ESPN Plus feature, ESPN slash Hulu feature. Uh, John Buchagross will be calling the game. So I'm actually really excited about that, like to, to have the home, hometown, quote unquote, uh, hometown guy covering it. And maybe I'll make chicken parm. Maybe I'll make chicken parm for dinner on Thursday. Just just for. I mean, it is his favorite, his favorite, like pre taping, pre game meal so only it might might have to be the move we'll see we'll see only fitting but yeah so we will face the blackhawks on tuesday carolina on thursday um two pretty it'll be interesting games um i think chicago will be I think more of a 50 50 chance um, just because of their record of our record of us being at home, which is always an advantage. Um, at least it has been this season for us. Um, so we'll see. Carolina will be a very different story. They are doing quite well as we all know. Um, and they don't call them a bunch of jerks for nothing. So <laughs> it will be an interesting time in their barn on Thursday. Um, but yeah, we're going, we, we, we go on a little bit of a road trip um, starting on Thursday. We were supposed to have four road games. We're only having three um, because as we said previously, the game against the Islanders has been postponed. Um, but we will see the Canes. Oh goodness. The Canes. Florida saying hello to a few of our friends and um, we will see Philadelphia. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to bring that up until our next show. You're really for foreshadowing. I just needed you to not see the Philadelphia game on the 20th, but yeah, we do play Philadelphia. Yeah, no, we can't talk about it yet. I'm not emotionally prepared. Okay, okay great. So um, before I we... do love him, regardless of how you interpreted what I said earlier, <laughs> Hey, I didn't interpret anything. I just restated what you said. It's not how I meant it. I I never assign value. But uh, I will assign value to our social media if you didn't have anything else on your brain before we wrapped this one up. Um, no, nothing specific. I think I, I'm, I'll talk to you about this off recording, but you know, some stuff that we'll probably put out over the next week or so to celebrate um, one year, subjectively speaking. Um, 
because it is it's such a big deal it's such a big deal but we'll talk more about that when it's closer to the actual anniversary day but yeah you can follow along for all whatever we decide to do to celebrate um on our social media you can follow us on twitter and instagram at subjectively pod you can follow us on facebook at subjectively speaking we love interacting with all of you so please like and comment and we love gifts not gifts like g-i-f-t-s but like gifts. I, I, I don't know speak for yourself i kind of like them I mean, I do appreciate a gift every once in a while. But um, you can check out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. Also, if you're looking for some cold weather gear or to support your two favorite hockey podcasters, you can visit our merch store, subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. Again, Jeremy did make the statement at the end of our last episode that the next person that's not us to actually buy merch uh, will get contacted about uh, game tickets. So um, it's exciting times around here, folks. And then again, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please scroll on down. Give us a five-star rating. We haven't had one in so long. We're at 38. Um, So can we get to 40? Can we get to 40? I feel like we can get to 40. I would love to get to 40 by our one-year anniversary. I think we can get to 40. So if you can do that or steal your friend's phone when they're not looking or, you know, whatever, get a second phone, however you want to go about it. Just we would love and appreciate um, any ratings or support you can give us. And, yeah, we just appreciate you all so much. How we do. And, of course, the world is crazy right now. But in this crazy world, we hope that you take some time for yourself uh, and that you're well. And we will catch y'all on the other side. Bye.